call is now being recorded. Well, hello there. Well, hello there. Welcome to the V2V podcast, episode number four. What the fuck does V2V stand for? Good question. Um, Venice, Venice, to Venice to the Valley. Yes, that works. Because that's, that's what where it stands the for. Penitent- and that's what we're doing. So it, it's I'm, pretty cool. I'm still technically in the valley, but very close to not being in the valley now. Do you like your new location? I, I love my new location. Good, good. Good, good. It's, I'm so uh, glad. Yeah, I feel rich. Yeah, I bet. I it's bet. crazy. I bet. I bet it feels like quite like upper class over there. It does. Um, the house is, is very nice. Um, a lot of wood. I like yeah. wood. Wood is good. Um, it's it's really big, but there's a lot of um, like nooks and crannies and stuff. Um, yeah. Like a hallways. It's all very. Uh, it's all very house-like. And how many people are there? That's a good question. I don't know. Um, at least eight. Right. But there's room for twenty. Hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, Is it kind of a new place, or oh, the house itself, or the the, the, actual, the operation? The operation. Yeah, it's about a year old, I think. That's pretty cool. So they're still kind of getting, like, their legs under them, in a way. For I sure. guess there was, I guess there was a, um, a crazy woman who was uh, running the show for a while mm. and would, like, confront everybody about everything all the time. People would, write, people would run into their bedrooms when she was out and about. Oh dear. Yeah. But she's gone now. She's been gone for uh, for a few weeks, I guess. Okay. So I didn't have to experience any of that. And and everyone else working the staff wise is pretty relatively calm and stable. Well, there's no, there's there's no staff per se. Oh. Okay. No, no, it's not like that. It's not like okay. hard work. Right. It's right. Not right. How right. People live. Right. It's like okay. a bunch of roommates. Right. Literally right, right. a bunch of roommates. Um, cool, cool. And that's what... Um, but there's a manager, there's a lot of cool. Oh, he's cool. He's a, he's a cool dude. Cool. Good, good. Yeah. Yeah. He's a young man. Mm. Run, young man. <laughs> <laughs> the Spacey and the robots are coming. Oh, oh dear. Spacey and the robots. Well, I had a really great day yesterday. Yeah, you were teasing me about it, and um, well, you said it was interesting, so I was like on the fence about whether it was good or bad. Yeah, I think I think overall it was really good. I, I feel like I'm going to sneeze at some point. I'm really sorry if I do, um, but you're I permitted to tingle. I mean, that's that's uh, real life. That's real life shit, my man. Oh gosh, yeah, it's it's definitely. <laughs> 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 Mm. 
Okay. Okay. I think I'm back to functional. Okay, I think I can yeah. tell you about yesterday now. Yeah, I survived the facial explosion. Um, <laughs> the random the reverse, red face. It's called a reverse facial in some, in some uh, Oh, wow. Um, so, uh, when I, uh, when I sort of, I was starting to, uh, kind of try to come out of my room after, uh, being in my room for a very long time when I first got back from, uh, Heritage, um, yes. I was in my room for a good five years and sort of like hiding and not really able to come out and I'm not talking. Yeah, I wasn't really right. talking a whole lot. Um, so I found this place called Daniel's Place, and it was this sort of like small little drop-in center for mental health from 18 to 28, and it was very different, and it was very sort of like homey. You kind of go there, and there was a main room, and you could hang out, and everyone could kind of freely talk about what they were experiencing mentally. And right. uh, there was this this woman there. Uh, this well, she she was a young lady at that point, but still a woman. Um, her name was Veronica, and she was a peer advocate there. And I had never experienced um, peer advocacy before, but yeah. you know, peer, it, it's quite a it's quite a unique position because it you're still a consumer of mental health, and you're well, still especially you know, considering where you came from. Uh, a peer, peer yeah. advocate might have been kind of a. Uh, scary thing yeah. in a lot of ways until you actually yeah. experience what that really is. Right. Exactly. And uh, Veronica was very caring and stood up for me and helped me to get a job there and sort of like always pulled for me to be included in things and inevitably was part of me becoming a higher up in my position and I was going to staff meetings and you know helping with hiring people in hiring meetings and things um, because of her. Uh, anyway, she's been going through a really, really hard time uh, and she has a whole pile of kids and uh, basically her yeah, basically her husband uh, her husband fired off a weapon in their Santa Monica apartment and then barricaded, him, barricaded himself in the apartment so he's looking at about 15 years and wow. uh, um, she doesn't have a whole lot right now um, so she needed food yesterday and she needed somewhere for the kids to be and so they came over and had a great barbecue and swim yesterday and everyone was oh, so nice. nice and there was so much food and it was great so all of her kids got well three of her kids got to swim her older two stayed home Right. Very cool. Yeah. I see something here. Um, so we're talking about... That's awesome, by the way. Hey, thank you. We were talking about, like, kind of what to, what to do next. Like, what... Yeah. What's... Um, I don't want to be a pure advocate. I don't. No. I, probably not. I, I, I guess. But... Um, you you can help people in whatever capacity that yes takes shape and like you did and, and you you reap the the psychic and excuse a 
corny word, the spiritual benefits of. Uh, I fluffed my ego out there. I fluffed yeah, my ego. Know, <clears throat> sure, and I'm not. I think. Um, I think people are reluctant sometimes to do things. Sure, because they think that, <clears throat> or there's this like little thing inside of them telling them that, oh, I'm really only doing this for me to make sure. myself feel better, and I, I think that's okay because the yeah. other person is still is still receiving the benefits of you helping them, even if you think it's for selfish reasons. Yes, I agree. That's cool. Like, there's no, there's nothing wrong with that, and that will, that can change too. Where, just because sure. you get the, uh, you see the tangible results of of you reaching out for whatever reason, you see the effect it has on the other yeah. people, and and sure. it, it feels good, and it feels good for everybody. Yeah. Um, so, I mean. I'm not saying you should be a pure advocate, but um, you're definitely good at, at uh, helping. <laughs> but who knows what that? Who knows what that ultimately looks like? Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't want to do anything unless I'm definitely helping. And sort of one of the things that drove me nuts with 501c3s and sort of nonprofits is inevitably I'm not helping. I'm just helping the nonprofit, and I I didn't like that. You know, right? And I didn't yeah. like that. I didn't like that. Sort of like the owners and donators were sort of brought in and shuffled in and not like shown everyone in the place. They were sort of only introduced. To, you know, they were hosted by Emily, who was like the the manager of the place. You know, it wasn't like I don't know. It felt like I, we're feeding these people. We're not really feeding anyone else, and everyone yeah. else is sort of just staying stagnant. Well, yeah. Well, that's the um, that's kind of the dark side of what I was just talking about. The idea that um, you know you're helping people for your own benefit. Yeah, and that can that can get way out of control in situations like that where it's actually formalized. And, yeah, you know, it's a company. And yeah, there's there's a, there's a mission statement, you know, all that. Yeah, or the uh, or the dreaded. Um, oftentimes, you hear about um, the double bottom line, where yeah, where we're we're helping people. That's like our first priority. But don't forget, we're also here to make a profit. Yeah, and yeah. that really can, I think, inevitably start to screw with the first mission which is helping people because if it comes down to uh, not fulfilling the second goal which is making a profit non-profit or otherwise I think oftentimes that's just a cop out because yeah I mean the company the company may may not be quote unquote making a profit but the people within the company certainly are otherwise why would they be there you know, um, so it's 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 tricky, and, and I don't know if there's a way around that. I, I think I get what you're saying about not wanting to uh, to do that. I think it creates a line too. Like there, there, it it creates division between consumer and 
uh, helper. And I think that it's really important to never create that line. You know, I mean, the CEO of Step Up, the company or the, the non-profit that I worked for. What is that noise? Oh, I'm in the jacuzzi. Oh my God, Marcus. Are you kidding me? Oh, of course not. Winning. <laughs> winning, winning. Alan, next thing, eat some dead hookers. But anyway, like what I'm saying is just like, uh, the CEO of, of Step Up makes well over 250000 a year. Right. You know, that's, that's kind of like, and, and none of us can talk to him, and none, he's not reachable for any of us, the consumers. Or even right, there's the, still a chain of command. Yes, exactly. Right. And and like this hierarchy thing where I talk to Emily, the manager of Daniel's place, in hopes that maybe she'll mention something to Todd in a meeting when she's sort of like curtsying and bowing to Todd because Todd is the king. You know, all that shit. I don't like that. I deal with the same thing at work. Um, I kind of avoid it and focus on what I need to do, but uh, I hear about this stuff all the time. For instance, you know, the owner, like he's, it's so crazy. He's actually feared, like, ugh, because he's, he's the guy who comes in and points out everything wrong and threatens to fire people, apparently. And, right. And, and I'm like, well, what like what in the world are you you think you're doing like there's a bunch of people who are talking about leaving and I you know I can't say I blame them I uh I get it I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep going because I love what I do but uh yeah yeah I mean I don't I just don't understand I don't understand a lot of stuff frankly um but, um, this is this is something you're going to run into though in your industry over and over again, Marcus. And oh, it's course. like it, this is this was like this was my main reason for not going deeper into mental health, which was really my my probably my forte. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I simply could not deal with it. You know, right? Yeah, I know I did it. Um, but then then it comes down to well. You know what else? Like what else is out there, or nothing, or, or what, or what's a? Uh, ah, there's, there goes the cops. Nice. What? Huh? Are the cops there to jump the jacuzzi with you? Ah, uh, the yeah. They flew over. They flew over in their uh, in their helicopter, and uh, they gave them a little uh, little greeting. Yeah, did he? Did kind of. Are you naked in there? Are you naked in the in the hut? I am certainly not. But my soul is bared. My soul is bared, though. (laughs) He's a grower, not a shower, folks. Yikes! (laughs) Wouldn't that wouldn't that be preferential? Yes. um, Do you ever hear the other term, like the reverse? Like he's a he's a shower. I'm a shower, not a grower. No, uh, everyone's no, a grower and not a shower. Everyone and everyone right. is sort of hiding something. What are you right. hiding? <laughs> <laughs> well, when it comes to like public decorum, um, yeah, I guess we're hiding most. 
or yes, yeah, and in so many different ways. And that's, I mean, that's, I feel maybe that's, maybe like that's what you I mean, I feel like Veronica is like a huge victim of of step up as well. It's, well, not a victim, but at least like a a result because like you do the grunt work that Veronica did, which was pure advocacy, which was basically holding the floor in that place. And basically, right. you know, holding all the groups, setting up all the groups, making sure everything's functioning, doing all the casework and everything. You know, basically just running to Emily and getting her to sign something was all yeah. Emily was doing, you know. I I right. feel like, you know, and, and she doesn't have a job now. She doesn't have anything. And she was probably uh -huh. the best peer advocate ever, you know. Yeah. I wish I wish that they would reach out to her and and support her you know right does that place still exist yeah it's huge now it's bigger than ever wow massive she they have places in Hollywood too incredible so did she just get <laughs> out or what happened no I think that what happened was is she had another kid and had to quit and her husband at the time was holding down a good job and gotcha. and then she went off to do another thing to learn something else and then that fell apart because of her husband going into jail and now she's got nothing and she has right. no support wow hmm. she she put in so much time in that place she's the cogs of why that place functions and it's people like Todd who never batted an eye you know the yeah. CEO you don't even know. Right. It's just a it's just an all too familiar story, you know. Yeah. I'm it's shitty, uh, man. Yeah, I mean I feel I feel lucky to uh to be at a reasonably good place. Yeah. 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 And uh I mean, and the shift is uh it's it's different. You know, I don't have to uh, deal with a lot of the uh, crazy administrative stuff that, um, like, say, the AM and PM sure. folks have to deal with because nobody's up. And, sure. Uh, the Mexicans are attacking. Hold on. <laughs> no, keep going. Oh, it's like the Alamo all over again. We're in trouble here. <laughs> oh, well, get down! I mean, I don't know what else I was gonna say, but it's, yeah, um, I just I think I, you've got to feel like I, I'm I'm contributing. Uh, yeah, but without having to deal with so much of the uh, other stuff that goes along with it. Sure, I think you're in a really good position. I don't think you should change your position. You oh, know? No, I, I don't. I don't intend to. Um, in fact. Uh, I may, I may get promoted by default, right? Or later, and I think that's probably going to happen because, I mean, people were talking about, like, my supervisor was talking about, you know, leaving soon because yeah. the problem is, is that apparently nothing is being, <laughs> huh? Apparently, like, here's the problem. Apparently, like, the word is that that nothing is being done right. Although everything that needs to be done is being done, yeah, and then 
and then the next thing is well is that nobody's being told what to do differently just that just just that whatever is being done isn't being done right but that's right. the end of the sentence that's the end that's the end of it and then uh so people are obviously um confused yeah about about what exactly is wrong because it doesn't appear that anything is wrong right it's i think it's just um power tripping which, sure which is again one of those things that's totally confusing like yeah what i don't know i don't what's the point yeah cuz it's because a game it's a game so mm-hmm. yeah it's a weird game it's a zero sum game like nobody wins yeah yeah you lost the game marcus <laughs> i lost the game winning winning oh man was so, it uh, i think I think Charlie Sheen once said, "We win so radically before our first cup of coffee in the morning, it's scary." We win so radically before our first cup of coffee in the morning, it's scary. Winning. Well, if if you were getting paid 1.8 million dollars to show up at a at a soundstage and read um, 20 minutes of of dialogue, yeah, that you that you essentially could riff on <laughs> um like impromptu <laughs> I mean the storylines are always the same so you show And up, you're pretty much and you're pretty much living it anyway. Right. You know. Um of, of course you're you're winning before your first cup of coffee because you got that money's in the bank and yeah. and it doesn't matter if you show up or not so Got to yeah. I've got to I've got to go uh film my show. I'll be back in an hour. Yeah. Winning. Yeah. Winning. I'll be back yeah. in an hour with uh 1.3 million dollars in cash. Winning. And so uh so I'm up, really being attacked those, now. Set up those rocks. Ha! Put them on deck. Yeah. I'll be back. Those 10 gram rocks. Winning. Hey, hey listen. Emilio doesn't like doesn't like cocaine, but I'm I'm winning. Dad, dad taught us well, though. You know, he had his own heart attack. He's he's still here. Emilio, I think he's at Emilio. the Catholic Church protesting right now. Yeah, winning. Look at Emilio. Look at Emilio. Emilio. Yeah. My older brother's a cuck. What? What did you say, Charlie? <laughs> My older brother's a cuck. <laughs> What? <laughs> My older brother's a cuck. He's winning that. A sphincter says what? <laughs> winning. My older brother's a cat. No, 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 Charlie. <laughs> I cannot Apparently escape the sleep blower. He was looking at the new iPad. The sleep blower is going to win. He's going to win. He's going to win. He's going to win. It's all around us. Is uh, the leaf blower in a race? No, it's all right. He's just like circling. He's won. He's won by default. Everyone else dropped out. Winning. And then be so he was, leaf, he was that leaf blower race. They get a bunch of guys with he, uh, leaf blowers and see who can push the 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 special painted leaf the furthest. Yeah, yeah. I think there should be like a leaf blower war Olympic. 
But if they should have, like, a stadium of leaf blowers just blowing this one leaf, and who wins, wait. Right, there could be other other activities, I suppose, too, like yeah. a mowing competition and stuff like that. Or, uh, sure. Gutter cleaning. Or, you know, who can trim off the most pretty flowers from that bush? Right. You know? Um, sure. Yeah. I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> Not every good idea is a, is a good idea. Not every no, idea that's is a good ho- idea. That's a horrible idea. Horrible idea. It's quite racist, actually. We're, we're very sorry to the Mexican Leaf Blower Association. See, that's that's what I think part of, of the mission of this uh, show is, is giving good people bad ideas. Yeah. We're shitty really advice. Sure. And it's free. Yeah. Free shitty advice. Streamed live to you on YouTube and Podcast Nation. <laughs> Fantastic. Winning. So, traffic so, popped up. Yeah, I saw that. I was just going to mention that. No, no mention. Well, yeah, he popped up by, by a lake with boobies. Yeah, you familiar with Lake Havasu? Yeah, that's the place where all those crazy wild college kids go to have sex and drink. Right, it, it, uh, it's, it's one of the, it was one of the prime locations for, um, uh, girls gone wild back in the back in the day, so to speak. Right, right. Where you uh, coerce uh, young ladies to uh, sugar their tits for a t-shirt. Wait, you didn't mention drunk. You have to say drunk young ladies. They need to oh, be intoxicated. Pardon. Yeah. Pardon me. Yeah. The yeah. Drunken booby fest. Yeah. So I, also, I told them that. Go ahead. No, no, no. Well, I was just going to say that it's sort of like, uh, it's, um, it's like that place that Jesse Ventura went to. What's it called, um, uh, down in the south where, we're not south, uh, in Mexico or somewhere in South no America. No. no, not there. Um, there was like, a, uh, uh, what's it called? It's like, it's not Sodom and Gomorrah, um, um, I went to... Uh, never mind, I can't remember it. It delayed too long. Ventura went to South America and, and participated in a drunken booby fest? Something worse than that. I think it was like he went with his wife down to like that place where they share wives and stuff, and they share people. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't think he partook. I just think he went to check it out with his wife. He you know, I'm wife. just... Hold on a second. We'll go back up. So... Hey, I've got an idea. Let's go to a place where we share wives, but let's not do that. Well, I think it was kind of like a place where rich elite people went, and back in the Hollywood days, that was kind yeah. of a place to go. But yeah, oh, I, Jonestown? No, it wasn't that. It was um, <laughs> fuck your. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. I went, but I didn't. Yes, I went, but I didn't drink the Kool Aid. Yes, it was. Well, I'm just asking questions, you know. I, you know, there's nothing wrong with asking questions. I ain't got time to drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Jesse, you're you're drinking Kool-Aid. I ain't got time to drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> oh man. So, I uh, I told I told Travi to uh, take some pictures, or it didn't happen. Right. And then he um, he sent back um, 
an LOL and a yes, whatever, and with a space and then three exclamation points. Yeah. <laughs> I bet there's some good drugs right, right now down there, or some really bad ones. Right. What's the differentiation? Yeah, I don't really know. With Trappy, it's all bad. It's all bad with Trappy. <laughs> I bet there's a lot of natty ice out there. A lot of what? Natty ice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. The, the favorite uh, beer of douchebags around the world. And also maybe some amped joints. Possibly I some they amped. Have a, amped joints. Amped joints. <laughs> I like it. That, I like that. That's a recurring theme. That, I know, uh, right? You know, because these, these things will develop, and we'll we'll realize that we've spoken about amp joints and woolah that every episode we do. Yeah, it's it's important. It's important that Mike Jamone makes an appearance. That Arnold says hi. You know, yes, it's fantastic. I've been down to Sodom and Gomorrah. I've been down to Jonestown. Yeah, with my wife Maria. Yeah. It was interesting. We were just spectating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing that uh, he doesn't like Kool-Aid either. Yeah, I don't like the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Arnold, what's your favorite flavor of Kool-Aid? Meow, meow. I don't like the Kool-Aid. Meow. Does your wife like Kool-Aid? Yeah, she oh, likes the red. Yeah, the ex-wife. We are, we are now separated because uh, we're not divorced because that would cost us too much to the state. We didn't want to give the state one third of our earnings, which is a ridiculous amount anyway that we don't need, but we don't want to give it to the state. So we're not we're not divorced, we're separated. And uh, her favorite Kool-Aid color is the grape. She likes the grape because it's beautiful. Yeah. That's, that's fitting for her uh, royal lineage. Yeah, she's a Kennedy, and just one time I go over to the Kennedy house, and they had this midget at the door who was servicing us naked, and she she serviced us, but he kept poking his nose in my wife's business. <laughs> Thanks for the update. Arnold's update, yeah, complete, get to the chopper, yeah. It's nice to know, my Arnold... My my Arnold this week sounded particularly Woody Allen. I don't that know would why. Be a weird, interesting hybrid. Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't. I don't like the chop. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should pitch the idea of Woody Allen directing an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. How about that? Oh, that would be fantastic. Arnold, now in this next scene, Arnold, you need to get to the chopper. Yes, I need to get to the chopper, yeah. Okay, action. Get to the chopper. Frank. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, I don't even... Jewish. That'd be very interesting. Jewish predator in New York. <laughs> yeah, I must find this guy. He stole my gold. Yeah, Where's the nannies? Yeah, they now. Oh God! So I, uh, I'm ready to uh, light. It's a, it's a process, but I am ready to uh, get going with, um, with Jamone wholeheartedly. Good, good, good. Yeah, 
uh, I have, I mean, it's a, it's a challenge. Yeah. It's a lot, lot you got to do. Well, it's just I want it done. I mean, I don't want it done well, of course, because that's not what we're about. But I want it done <laughs> sufficiently so that so that we have the um, have the backdrops and the and the, the sets like that, so that that they so that they actually make some sort of sense. Yeah. Um, because because what I'm thinking is that I mean a lot of the uh, a lot of the script is like it's already written, right? Um, and it and it's just a bunch of nonsense. So um, I want the I want the settings to re- to reflect that, but also seem um, like as real as possible in, in some weird way. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, I just said a bunch of I just said a bunch of nothing, but uh, you get it. But no, I do. Yeah, no, I. But they will get it. We'll it's figure hard it to out. Talk about Jamone. It's really hard to talk about Jamone without. Maybe he can. Uh, maybe he can give us some guidance. Like, Mike, Mike Jamone, are you are you present? Yeah, listen. Um, I've got this tape on my finger now. You know, my fingers. I like to tape my fingers. One, two, three. And I like to just, you know, look at the ceiling as I globulate and drool in my coma. And I don't want anyone bothering me. Okay? So, Ruben, get the fuck out. So, uh, Jamone, is the, uh, is the tape on your finger important? Yeah. It's for, um, evidence, you know, because, you know, Billie Jean, she wasn't my lover, but something happened with her. And you know, he came into the window with a shindo, like a shindo Annie, you know? Now, Billie Jean is not the mother of any of your children, is that correct? Yeah, sure. No, she's just a oh, girl that claims that I'm the one. Yeah. But you are the one, Michael. You're the king of pop. Oh, that's right. Look, um, look, listen. Um, look, listen. <laughs> Michael, I've never have had, you had your milk today. Hold on, no. I, I'm sorry to interrupt. Milk. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it sounds like you need you need something. Yeah. I need something thick and cloudy. I don't want any of the clear stuff. Okay? It's important that all the milk is is thick and cloudy. Yeah. Where's well, where's where's Reuben? Isn't he the one who brings that to you? Reuben, Reuben. Ruben, well, he's, he's outside playing with the kids right now, because I, well, I told him I'd, I'd, I'd deport his, his grandmother <laughs> if he didn't play with kids, because I'm sick that of might be, <laughs> That might be easier than uh, than ever before, huh? It's fantastic. It's fantastic, yeah. Yeah, I mean, fantastic. I'm, not... I'm here too now. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Jamon's a great friend of mine, and... He was he was not born in this country. He was born in yeah. outer space, yeah. Yeah, I'm from outer space, yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, Arnold, I want to ask you a couple questions. Yeah, um, shoot. How did you get that nose? Well, 
well, I was I was born with it. I woke up like this, Jamon. Mm-hmm. Not everyone can be perfect like me. Some people have to get surgery and work at it. <laughs> but I cannot dance. Have you ever seen me dance? I can I cannot do it. Do I yeah. cannot do it? Nonsense. That's nonsense. That's ignorance. Listen to me. Listen to me carefully. You put your no, one foot there. You feel. Look, listen. Look, listen. I'm looking and listening now. Look, look, listen. I'm looking and you know, listening. Do you know that I invented a special magical shoe for doing, for doing that scene in Smooth Criminal where I lean over forward and then lean back? Yeah, I used to I used to pump up with a 45 degree angle myself. Yeah, it's important. You get the gravity, and you really feel it. You know? Yeah, I can wow. feel it. I can feel yeah. it now, Michael. I'm leaning. I'm leaning into it now. Yeah. Yeah. I can feel it in my Achilles. Ah. Hey, listen. I don't think you you you're taking milk. What are you taking? Because you sound angry. But oh, you I got. Milk. Milk is yeah. for babies, yeah. Milk is yeah. for babies. You should go up and drink some milk. What? Beer. Beer. What did you say? What? Beer, not milk. Listen to me. It's not even milk you're drinking. It's propofol, Michael. What? It's propofol. What the hell is that? I don't know, but I like it. I yeah. went into surgery with my heart surgery and they gave it to me and I, I had a vision of of us in, sharing an apartment together. Now hold on, I gotta call my psychic Cleo friend. Hold on. Which? Psychic Cleo. Psychic Cleo. Listen. Yeah, psychic Cleo. What? Psychic, psychic Cleo. I need help. I need to know where my money is. And I can't talk to my banker or my lawyer because Tomei Tomei's got control. I can give you some money if you need it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna eat some. I'm gonna eat some granola, and then I'm gonna take some milk and have a nap. And you'll have some of that not, not Nazi money from the. No. Father oh, I'd love. Oh, I'd love not, that. Nazi. Yeah. Money. I remember when you dressed up like a Nazi. I thought oh, that was love very, that. very yeah. inappropriate, Mr. Jamal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have. I have all these relic costumes. Because you know the Jews stole all my music money, they took it when when I made it. All the Jews in the record company, they took it all. So I have all these um, I have all these outfits that I like to walk around in. And I like to say different things like the kill and you know Hail Hitler. Yeah, it's important. Oh, this is getting very uncomfortable. I'm gonna go to Audi and eat now. Yeah. It's yeah. Okay. Restaurant in Santa Monica. I'm gonna pass the fuck out. Bye. Dr. Murray, I need some more milk. All right, so that's enough for that. That went yeah. very dark. It did go. That's the whole thing. It's going to go very dark. Yeah, yeah it needs to go crazy. dark. I think we're going to piss a lot of people off. I think that's important. Triggers, triggers. Right. Uh, because if... Because if bad press is still press. Well, if, if we don't stir up or... Here's a phrase for you. If we don't rustle them, Jimmy, then then they won't be rustled. Exactly. Well, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, gotta, you know, here's some 
here's some um, hashtag inner circle knowledge. Okay. Ready? Ready for it? Okay. Yeah. Um, he told me, you can't mention his name though, but he told okay. me, he told me, uh, <clears throat> it's okay to be good, it's okay to be bad, just be interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and never dress like your audience. Ah. Yeah, I'm going to come out with a jock strap and a trench coat. <laughs> what? what? You're wearing what? I'm going to come out with a jock strap and a trench coat. Um, it- sir, you're going to get you're going to get booed off the stage. Yeah, I know I'm going to get booed off the stage. They're coming out in a jock strap and a trench coat. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Rolling Stones are going to play next. You know that, right? They you think that your audience is going to uh, like that? I'm coming out in a jock strap and a trench coat. And that's what happened. He, and, uh, he got booed off the stage. And everybody knew about it. And then yeah. everyone said, who's this guy? <laughs> who's this guy who came out the stage in a jock strap and a trench coat? And uh, there it is. So brilliant. He made a, he made a damn fool of himself. Pretty it's cool. brilliant. It really is. It it reminds me a lot of sort of magicians and sort of like art and and a sort of I don't know. It's all psychological warfare, and it's all sort of like sacrifice to become something else. Yeah. No, no, you're right, and um, you know these. Uh, a lot of these people pay, uh, you know, the ultimate sacrifice. Ooh. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. But you know, we we eat it up. Yeah. So I, I, think it's, I think it's good. It's good what we're doing to, um, you know, in a in a satirical way, uncover uncover that dark side to to the so-called celebrity life. Yeah. Because I just, the things that we the things that we learn and, and know about anybody in the public eye is very narrow. Yeah. There mom- there's just little moments. Like, but the truth of it is, is that all of these people live lives that are as mundane and full of like grief and moments of of normal happiness as anybody else. But no one wants to hear about that part. Like, no one cares. I think like, no one yeah, cares. But we Right, we're talking about like Charlie Sheen at the Apple store looking at iPads. No one cares. Yeah, we want we want heroes. We want superheroes. And we also are fascinated with the with the destruction of these heroes too. Yeah. Because otherwise they don't count. They don't count. Like Yeah, but do you remember another person? Go ahead. Do you remember when Superman got hurt by the kryptonite or he like he stopped his powers for Lois and then he got beat up by a guy do you remember yes. that 
Oh, it's Superman 2. Yeah, and there was something very visceral about that and kind of engaging to this and sort of like, we want to see our hero fall and then rise again somehow because that's the candy, isn't it? Right. Or like exactly, just like with this, um, just like with this uh, Kendrick Lamar thing with the with the girl on stage saying the mm. word she's not supposed to say in front of yeah. the audience. You say the the word they're not supposed to say, mm. and like that was you know that was his first like kind of um, misstep or, or flaw in the in the public eye. Right. And and it's very exciting to people like. Because he's showing his his frailty and his humanness, you know that right or wrong, um, he put himself in the middle of some kind of controversy that that he that he created himself. I mean, sure, he's the one who wrote the song. He's the one who put the word in there. He's the one who invited this young white girl on the stage to sing along with him. What sure. did he expect? Yeah. You know, uh, and I don't think it was manufactured. Uh, no. That, it, it, but 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 maybe there's, yeah. there's that, that possibility too that that this, this guy's smart enough to know that <laughs> doing that would likely be the cause of some controversy. Especially, I mean, he stopped the music, right? And yeah, there was just silence on the stage, and he's like lecturing her about. Not using that word, and the audience turns it on her. Yeah, and then they start again, and, and you know, just huh, interesting. Why not just complete it, and and then pull her aside and say, hey, you know, next time, or or that was cool, or or or, or how about this? Say nothing. Yeah, yeah. So. It's really hard to tell whether this stuff, you know, when, when uh, people in the public eye, like, quote-unquote, mess up, are they doing it on purpose to stay relevant? Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It's hard to tell. Uh, I just want to mention, I just want to mention quickly that uh, my brother's friend, I, I don't know what the podcast is, but my brother's friend is doing a podcast, like a three-part series podcast, but he's hired a historian to help uh-huh. with about about Woodstock '98, the one with the, with the riots. Oh right, where uh, where Little Biscuit uh, told everyone to start breaking stuff. Yeah, but almost all of those, all of the footage that you see is taped recordings, and it's huh. highly doctored footage because of stuff going on in the audience that was not presentable to the public. Interesting. So it's it's all been doctored. I mean, for instance, during that Limpistic set, I think there were forty two sexual assaults. You know, so there were clearly things going on in the audience that would have been visible. Right. Right. And that wow, that's so I guess it's not surprising considering no. considering like the stuff that's uh, kind of recently in the news with with um, the uh, the molestation trials going on in, in England and sure the 1500 missing kids here 
Yep. And, um, like, the, you know, the really, I, I, I hate, I hate to dive into or, or give credence to, um, I guess what would be called conspiracy theories because oftentimes for me, there's, from my own point of view, there's, there seems to be a lack of, of tangible evidence or yeah there's uh, nothing concrete or, normally it's like kind of like you know like the Corey Feldman situation well yeah like it's not it's not that it's not that I don't uh, believe a lot of what he's saying it's just that first it was yeah a bunch of kids were getting molested but I can't say anything and now it's, it's like why the tease you know or why the yeah. shying away from showing that footage yeah um, who 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 are the people who are choosing those shots like really protecting yeah yeah and it, it's hard to know it's sure just like squeamishness like oh we don't we can't show that Which, well I think you know, it's probably more sense. I think it's probably more lawsuits man of the people who were being violated you know because well, I think there were they deserve that in a way to be able yeah. to to say, hey, look, this is this is what happened to me. Uh, concert venue and, and whatever security and everybody who who was uh, running the thing. Yeah. But they're going to show they're going to show people setting like lookout towers on fire, you know, or or smashing stuff. That's it. Always, man, they've got this thing where it comes down to. Like sex versus violence, yeah, and and violence is okay. Uh, sex is iffy, but the, the right. combination of those two things. Oh no, we can't, we right. can't see that. Yeah, that that, that will uh, offend someone's sensibilities. Or it's, I uh, actually, I actually weird. think though, Marcus, I think that like in the lawsuit that came, the class actions, they were forced to edit footage. I, I think, but I, I don't know. Well, I guess that would make some sense um, if, if that footage was shown in a in a courtroom situation as evidence. Yeah. But not for the public because maybe, maybe the people who were being assaulted didn't want it to be shown. Yeah. Like, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. would you would you want no. to be known as that girl who got sexually assaulted at a concert, and now everyone knows during, who you are during break stuff by Limp Biscuit? Yeah, no. right, I, right. I, no. I just don't. I don't feel like that would no, and I don't think that you could legally show that anyway. Well, no, it 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 violates uh, you know or. The standards that we like, the social standards that we do have, we, yeah. you know, um, you know, we don't collectively, we don't, we don't want to see that. Yeah. As a, you know, as a society, we don't, we want to see nice sex. We want to see porn, or yeah, happy or, sex, or or, yeah. or yeah, I guess, or, or we want Some to see of it. fake, yeah. exciting violence. That, sure. Uh, get, get your blood going. 
That's sure. cool. Um, so that sounds interesting. Like I'm, I'm send me. Uh, yeah, I'll try and yeah, I'll try and get my brother to send me a link. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll share that so we can uh, build our network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. Um, and then uh, I don't know. Is that like a is that a hopeful note to leave off on? Yeah, I think so. That uh, <laughs> that maybe maybe there is a uh, you know. Uh, I don't know some uh, smidgen of of justice in this world. This has been a very Maybe. dark uh, episode. Yeah, it has. But it's important. Oh well, we're, we're real though. I mean, we don't. You know, it, it no, isn't just. We haven't figured out justice really yet. We're still not not there yet. Well, I, th- I so. think we are there. I mean, I think this is uh, exactly what uh, we should be doing to, to hopefully, <clears throat> the people who are listening or, or our potential future listeners will discover yeah. this and and find things to to look into on their own. Yeah. Uh, what <clears throat> you know, what's really going on? Like, and because uh, we certainly don't have a lot of answers, but but it's good to have the conversation. And I think that talking about it is the most vital thing to keep talking about everything, you know? Sure, sure. Keep trying to figure it out and piece it all together and work it out and sort it out because we're both good and bad, always, you know? Right. And the, uh, and the Marcus. police is still up, up, upstairs. Look at that. In the hey, sky. hey, please. Hey. There they are. All right. Please. I'm... I'm gonna go then. We'll call this All right. Let me uh, let me close it out then, and then uh, I want to talk to you a second. Hold on. Don't hang. Yeah. Up. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So uh, this has been episode four of the V2V podcast with Shorts and Aurelius. We'll see you next time. <laughs>